0: This is A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Jones for kingdomofthedance.com. This is not going to it's, come, it's coming right back in my ear, and that's why I'm coming. Let's get on with it. Too late. You've started now, boy. I have started, and it's live. Today's Tuesday, the 30th of August, 2022. My name's Patrick Smith. Uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, and you can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anger FM, and load more of your normal podcast providers on this week's show. The Champions Hockey League is just around the corner, and um, we've had a successful preseason. Then so we're going to look at that, and as the lads prepare for the beginning of this season, uh, wins over Cardiff and Jeff Mason's Dundee, and we're joined by the Belfast Telegram's graphs Adam McKendry to dissect the action. Uh, free Sports will cover the CHL, so the newest recruit to the TV broadcast family oh. Paul Fields, drops by to tell us about his role with Murph and crew, and a look. At the makeup of the completed roster giants head coach Adam Keefe will join us later in the show. If you watch this live on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, send us your thoughts, your comments, questions, and we'll share them on screen and maybe get involved in the discussion. And I'm delighted to see Mr. Majimsi. How are you?
1: Not too bad, Patty. Nice to uh to catch up with you again. It's been uh, a whirlwind summer, hasn't it? There you, know, you go yep. again. And um, for the 40 or so people that were on at the very start, it only took 15 years, but you've got an intro.
0: <laughs> we got a we so, got a we
1: got a video intro. What's that all? Thank, big thanks to Native Whiteside for that, of course. And uh, yeah, well, let's get chatting hockey. Yeah,
0: yeah. The uh, how's your summer been? You been good?
1: Yeah, oh, it's just been all right. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> see, I usually
0: get down, see, usually get down just... that way and go like the Glastonbury, There's loads of lovely festivals and stuff that happen down there. I just haven't been able to get the Wednesday festival up here recently, but it's uh, it, you know it was really good. But we usually get to. anyway. One lad who hasn't been larking about at any festivals is Joel Neil How are you doing, mate?
2: Mate, I wish. I absolutely wish. Yeah, I think Davey put it put it perfectly there. Summer was sort of over in a flash for me this year. Um, but we are successfully moved to the new house, which I'm not currently sitting in. Currently in the uh, oh, yeah. work office on the edge of the Holy Lands this evening. Coming to you live from the lands. Because um, we're still waiting for internet, among quite a lot of other things. But we're hanging in there. A summer of great change, Patrick.
0: How's the new digs?
2: Yeah, all good. Um, a lot a lot of work. I've definitely underestimated how much work it is. Uh, we've been renting for forever, so suddenly this place is yours and it's empty and you're uh, you're expected to buy furniture and stuff. I'm like, I don't have any money. I just bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> <Should> we <open laughs> but we're up. getting there bit by bit.
0: Well, listen, let's say we've got a jam-packed show, but we start uh, with the sad passing only a few weeks ago of Jim Gillespie. Um, Mr. Belfast was a driving force behind what we know as the Belfast Giants, the, a community club with its heart in the people of the city. Uh, when the Giants were on the verge of extinction, Jim Gillespie saved our club and moulded it into the success it is now. Simply, without Jim, we wouldn't have any of the successes we've all enjoyed celebrating. Think of the great times you've had home and away with the Team Marley, the Team Army, sorry, the, the league titles, playoff fun, European tours with friends around you. None of this would have been part of our lives Jim Gillespie not provided it with our organization. Jim and his wonderful wife, Mitzi, will be forever woven into the fabric of the club thanks to their actions and their generosity. As with great sadness that we mourn his passing as a fan base, Joel.
2: Yeah, Paddy, uh, uh, you have a real knack for for that kind of thing. I think me and Dave are both sitting here trying to choke it back. Uh, yeah, uh, probably lump my throat there, mate, to be honest. Um what what more can you say about mr belfast um it's been said time and time and time again but i don't think you can say it enough that and this was with all due respect to to bob zeller and and to the genesis of the belfast giants but here as we sit today in 2022 there would not be a belfast giants we wouldn't have the the friendships i wouldn't have you boys we wouldn't have this little thing that we do every week and and we have the privilege to do think of the number of friendships the number of relationships the number of babies the number of families uh the number of of problems solved um the number of times that people have been able to walk through the door and just check their problems at the door for a night and, and not worry about anything other than joining together and watching their team and uh it's quite extraordinary that none of that exists without this one man um who gave an awful lot to this city and and will quite rightly be forever remembered um as, as david always says forever in their afters and that uh, my heart still goes out to, to small z to mitzi to john to everybody in, in the entire family circle for the loss of of uh of a really great man um but as i've said before whenever we've unfortunately lost friends uh, through through our club um one of the most beautiful things about the belfast giants is that as long as there's a club and as long as there's a fan base uh, that we we get to carry their legacy and their spirit and their spirit kind of lives on every time the boys take to the ice and and everybody's together watching their team so um you know it's it's a uh, it's farewell for now from jim but he'll definitely be uh, be in our thoughts as, as the season and, and many seasons kind of progress david Uh, Very difficult um, news to
1: deal with when it came along, no matter how much you expect these things, it still really stings and we were very fortunate however many years ago to be involved with the, the hall of fame stuff and, and jim yeah. at that time wasn't doing so well and and he, he rallied and he, he hung in there for a lot more years and he got a lot more hockey and we were blessed to have him in our lives i'm reading a book at the minute called crossroads by caleb dahlgren he was one of the humble broncos and how sliding doors or crossroads change lives and i think jim famously talked about being at the linfield belfast celtic game and you know that that was a pivotal moment in his life and when he came back to Belfast and he wanted to get involved in sport he wanted it to be in that social project I guess that the Belfast Giants is. It's a sports club to us now that, that pit's almost gone. But without Jim and the legacy, Joel has perfectly put it the, the legacy that Jim has left behind. I am a Belfast Giant. People can say that about themselves now. We don't play for the team but we are Belfast Giants and the the, the hundreds of people that are sitting here we get to sit and chat as friends every week with not just G3 and sit in a bedroom with the hundreds of people that join in with us. they are all Belfast Giants because of Jim Gillespie. Yes, there is a list as long of your, as your arm of people that have been so influential in keeping this club going and we could rhyme them off. But Jim Gillespie stands <laughs> peerless to me as Mr. Belfast. When the chips were down. that man put his hand in his deep, deep pockets and kept this thing going for us. Mm-hmm. Not because he was particularly in love with hockey, but because he was in love with Belfast and its people. And that's why we quit going. I was, I was, uh, uh, may I get caught by that book earlier on? There's, there's a couple of birthday cards that my kids give me. And one, it's too bad, but I'm going to read it because this one's for Jim. It's, Jim, thank you for being so special in so many ways for all the happy times we've shared together and the way you've always been there. You've been great. And we're very lucky they've had you.
0: Jim Gillespie, and we send our thanks. Right, gents, let's get, um, let's get into the hockey, uh, the Belfast Giants began into what was preseason only a few weeks ago. We didn't come back until pre-season, we didn't decide to come back until preseason was done because obviously the team are only gelling and we've got great games around the corner competitively. Um, since we last chatted, the roster was filled out. We had Will Cullen join D, David Gilbert, Derek Angeli and Tyler Soi join. uh, Max Jurton, Kel Beatty back in. Uh, a two-way deal with MK Lightning on uh, Sean Norris and Bobby Chilmer. Um We also had the sad retirement of Darcy Murphy. Davey, your thoughts on some of those? Yeah,
1: the roster is shaping up nicely. And as you say, we'll go on probably to, to have a quick gloss over the, the, the four or so games that we've had. Some of the guys, that have, the new guys that came in, have looked really, really tidy. And it's been an enjoyable, you know, the... the haven't had no hockey since April, and, and quite a, a shortened off season, if you like, because we're going back again in early August. That it, it came round quickly, and <clears throat> I didn't think I was going to be as excited about it going again. But got down to the first game in Cardiff, and to see it coming back on the ice again, it's it's exciting. You goaltending, obviously, with Besco going, and you know you've rhymed off some of the names there that uh, are going to do great things this season. It's 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 goal time now, but good to see the likes of. Uh, Mac and Kale getting another another shot at it, and and I'm glad to see that they've got two-way deals going. Obviously, Spud Grubb are doing really good things with Kel Beattie, and um, obviously with Science 6 Import Day, there's going to be less opportunities probably for Kale this season, so get a good season under his belt in Scotland there. Mac, I don't know what the future holds there in terms of, of where his ice time might fit in with the club, whether he'll spend more time in England or whether he'll be here or not, but... It's, it's it's all it's all good for their development, and there's other young lads have been taking a, a, a you know a practice here and there, so that's all good. And um, you know what we've seen so far has been has been good.
0: Joel, give us a shout about Darcy Murphy as well. Um, obviously a guy maybe last season didn't turn out as as we all would have hoped for Darcy during the injury and really struggled to get the points, but he has left an indelible mark on our organization. The
2: the more I guess some of the most incredible giants to pass through here are the ones who spend kind of little time with us, like a short period, but but their impact is felt for for many years afterwards. Um, and there's uh, Stephen Ferguson, just says it perfectly. There, it cuts deep. I think everybody was kind of taken aback with that one. Besco was a was a, a tough one to take, and um, but to lose Darcy just. Um, it it was the, it was the story. You know, he he came here with Colgate played in the friendship Four, came back. He very, very quickly connected with the fans. He had that passion and that hunger that I always yammer on about these young college guys have, they come in with a fire in their belly, but Darcy seemed to really love Belfast and love the Belfast giants. And that's uh, in in our league. I think it's, it's special whenever you get someone who really connects on the level that Darcy did. Um, and I I hope you don't mind me repeating a story that that I threw on Twitter whenever he retired. Um, the the last the last home game of last season um there was the uh was it no it wasn't it was after the awards night actually sorry there was the full team signing out in the concourse at the arena um the boys were going out for kind of their last beers together before they broke up for the summer or whatever else uh but so many turned out for the awards night that 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 signing just went on and on and on i think it was a good two and a half three hours by the time they got done so really at end of their night you know it was was about an hour and a half of, of kind of uh of uh, refreshment time left. That's how they got done. Um, and I, I was chatting to Darcy um over over it was some sort of cheap joke, as you do. It's like, ah, sure, what about that? You know, eating in deer last night together, I'm sure he's a raging blah blah blah. He looked me in the eye and with the most sincere uh expression and the most sincere tone in his voice. Just he said that he absolutely loved it, it meant everything to him. And I, I believed him. He genuinely loved to be able to sit there, and maybe he knew that was it for him. He was able to sit there and to have those conversations and to talk about his favorite memories and sign things and and say his farewells. That's someone who connected with the people of of our club. Um, And not only that, I mean, when Darcy was was at his very best winning trophies with the Giants, he was untouchable. His his points production, his his goal scoring ability, his feet, his flair, just untouchable. Um, And I also think that um, it doesn't have the same amount of attention, but he went through it last year um he was he was caught with a really tough injury that just kept coming back at him. It wasn't happening for him on the ice, and I think there's a real resolve and a real metal there that you didn't get to see because it wasn't playing out in front of us. um but he he faced a battle uh, that was entirely different last season and and he came through it. um and I'm really glad that he managed to get his hands on those those trophies at the end of the season because he was as much as part of the team as anybody else um but I hope he keeps in touch. I'm gonna miss
0: Darcy. We'll, say, we'll go back to you, David, just briefly, statistically, you know, Darcy Murphy, that, that season where he, where he scored just a, a ton of points, you know, it, it, it is a rare thing. I know that we saw on Twitter when people were looking at who was going to be signing, one guy said, oh, no, 50 goals is, you, you can get any player score you 50 goals, but it's not. It's a case that a player like that with a season like that is as rare as hen's teeth."
1: You can go back to the start of the Elite League and beyond, and Find me who scores fifty goals. No, no other Belfast Giants ever done it. Yeah, okay. We've had shortened seasons where they haven't played as many games, and you've had players like Peter Campbell, maybe who might have been on target for that, you know. But in terms of the the raw numbers, Darcy scored fifty goals, and yeah, you, you you cannot take that away from him. There's no other Belfast Giant in the history of this club has ever put out those numbers in one season. So. You know, I, I remember I think it was either Dante or Fife away towards the end of that first championship season. He, he sniped a, a power play goal in the time minutes. And it's, those points were absolutely crucial in getting us across the line and he scored so many big, big goals and a freak injury. Um it can be up to somebody else to say what it, what the injury was that that happened to Darcy, but a freak injury that, that robbed him of his comeback season. It's heartbreaking for him. We wish him every success in, in the real world as as they call it whenever you leave hockey. Um and as as Joel says I, I like to see that th- they appreciated the time that they got in Belfast and, and they were spoiled rotten and and they a lot of them happily give back. And you know when you go out in the real world, there isn't anybody standing at 11 o'clock at night in a big long queue looking for your autograph. So, you know, you you ride that while you can because, because those waves don't go forever. And, you know, we're glad that he made Belfast a stop-off point. And it was a very, very successful time when he was here. And we wish him every success. for, And I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure there's no doubt that Belfast will be a stop-off point for Darcy Murphy in, in years to come for sure.
0: Here, here. And I know that you know we've we've concentrated a little bit there on the retirement Darcy Murphy, but make no doubt, as we as the season goes on, those new additions that we've passed over will be talked about again and again. There's a long mm. season to come. So let's get on to those preseason games. Before we crack into it, I'm delighted to be that we can be joined by the Belfast Telegraphs, Adam McHenry. How are you doing, Adam? Hello.
1: Adam McHenry is videoing on a Nokia fifty one ten,
0: clearly. Can you hear us, Adam? Nope. Boys, what? I, I, oh, oh, no. Oh, he, he was in there. Did you? Are you there? You're like was, There he is.
3: There he is. I'm. i in and out. I've been having tech problems all evening. This is an absolute nightmare.
0: Oh, great <laughs> start, Adam.
3: Hi, are we boys? Can
0: you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We'll, we'll continue on as long That's as we bad. can, and uh, if it doesn't work, then sure, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> let you go. We're going to start by having a quick chat about the two games that took place on uh, Friday the 10th of August and Saturday the 20th of August against the Cardiff Devils, the Belfast Giants. First of all, travelling to Ice Arena, Wales, for what was a 3-1 victory, before returning home the next night and taking a 5-1 victory over at the Cardiff Devils, uh, Davy and Adam, you were uh, well. Davy, you were uh, in um, Cardiff, and Adam, you were at both games. I'll start with you, Davy. The overall that you know, the game on Friday night and Saturday night, we been talking as a whole. You know, we always go into these games like against Cardiff, thinking you know they're going to be a real challenger, and you want to set a mark. And It seems that that's exactly what we did.
1: Um, Yeah, look, first and foremost, I know it's cliche. These games were about getting minutes in guys' legs and we rolled the lines hard until sort of deep into the third period where we maybe shortened the the bench ever so slightly because you have to take wins where they come along. Um, Thought back to front were pretty good. Um, Peyton Jones dealt with everything he had to deal with pretty well, I think. You know, often going to be really harsh. I thought he should have done better with the goal, but you know there was opportunities that he made brilliant saves that they had maybe no right to make. So they, they those things balance themselves. Out. I thought in defence, um, we, we carried the puck, we transitioned really well, and, and up front we got a lot of rubber onto um. Bounds was in that that night, wasn't he? Um, yes. So overall, I thought Cardiff Devils to me probably. I can't remember we were talking to Adam on. on McHenry, because it keeps coming on, um, on the night about, you know, Cardiff are so set up for special teams. And um, five on five, they didn't over that weekend I didn't think they really carried very much towards us. Um, you know, there was a couple of homework calls towards the end of the game that gave them a couple of um power play opportunities against us and had to be and we had to be very, very good on the penalty kill. But I thought overall, certainly in the Cardiff game, which was at live. We were very, very good for it being our first night out. Now third period, jelly legs. I think I spoke to Conway afterwards. Scott Conway afterwards, and he said my legs were like jello. Mitt, you know, it was it was it was wild in that third period, and you could see who had been working out over the summer and who maybe didn't wasn't working out quite as much. But you know, that's what those are for. It was a training. It was a training exercise, and you want to come out with ice cream. You want to get into the habit of winning. And you want to get into the habit of winning a nice arena in Wales because I still go back to last season, successful as it was, those first couple of games, really early season in Cardiff, still really great. me. And I remember talking to Gary on the podcast. And he was saying, well, if, we'd, if we hadn't won the league, well, then, yes, those would have been games we would have looked back on because we won. We don't really look back on them, but they still hurt my feelings. So we better got to be honest.
0: <laughs> Adam, your, your thought of the weekend?
3: I was really impressed. I mean, especially the game on the Saturday. I thought they came out and they were extremely dominant uh, compared to the Friday. The Friday, I I feel like they started well on the Friday and then sort of second period Cardiff managed to get a foothold, but on the Saturday it was pure dominance from sort of start to finish. And I mean Cardiff fired off that one warning shot, but I thought just the Giants almost looked like a step ahead. It it was almost like they'd had an extra week of preseason training, even though they actually hadn't. So uh, just very impressed with how the chemistry sort of mixed in, in that first week. And I think speaking to Kiefer over the last couple of weeks down at practice and after games, he's been saying he really wanted to get the foundation down. And I think one of the big things was they got that foundation down in the first week. And that's massive for a team that's trying to hit the ground running, especially whenever you've got the CHL coming, but you saw areas that Kiefer really wanted to work on. You know, the ch- as Davey mentioned there, the transition through the neutral zone, I thought was brilliant. I think in Gabe Bast and Will Cullen, two excellent skaters on the back end there. And I think they showed that very early on. And then it was just about trying to make sure you were playing the right way. And I don't think what Davey was saying should be lost in this, even though it's preseason wins in Ice Arena Wales are big, wins over the Cardiff Devils are big and just getting that momentum rolling early was very important. And two quality starts for the Netminders as well. I thought Wiss was even better than Jones was on the Saturday. And that's saying something because I thought Jones had a very, very good debut. But Wiss in that third period stood on his head. You know, the guys I think sort of took their foot off the off the gas a little bit. And rightly so, you know, you're you're five one up in a in a preseason game. You're trying not to get injured in your first weekend in in Belfast. And so Wes had to take on a, a good bit of rubber in that third period and he was outstanding. So I think there were a lot of boxes ticked that first weekend for sure.
0: Joel, you looked online and social media and the likes of course Cardiff fans were making a lot of the fact that they were short on imports and going into this game, but pre-season is pre-season. You don't take... Uh, much from a, from the point of view of them, it's all about us and and the fact that are we gelling, are our lines gelling, are we playing well? And from this game, I will get on to the Dundee games in just a second, but from these two games in Cardiff, who are a strong opposition, regardless of how short of D they are, or how short of imports they are, it was a good showing.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's cultural, Patty. honestly. Like, I mean, obviously the, the, the Devils had their uh, their coaching change towards the end of last year and and sort of the, the turbulence heading into the playoffs, which obviously ended very well for them. Um, we talked last season about how there's so many interwoven links in that Belfast Giants team. And even with the player turnover this over the summer, those links still exist. There's guys who have played with each other. They've been in the same leagues. They're familiar with each other. Um, and it's also, for me, cultural. I You know, I, I think one of the biggest re-signings of the summer was Adam Keefe. I I think that we are extremely keeps caliber at the Belfast Giants um, and I think the culture that's instilled and the and the tempo and the expectation that's placed upon those players from the off uh, is is what was the difference in in that first weekend and um, it was said by both sides that, that the Devils were still short imports and whatever else but Adam yeah. said it there I think the Belfast Giants especially that that kind of 5-1 were, were just utterly dominant um in every facet of the ice uh, and also just to back that up about Jackson whistle and um, I think we're seeing whistle really hitting his prime you know he's over the health issues that that sort of plagued his early career after he, he turned pro and came to the EI. Um, you know, his, his hips are working really well. He seems to be much more comfortable whenever he's down and, and his movements are around the crease. Um, and I think you're starting to really see without that kind of troubling him and, and sort of niggling at him, I think you're really starting to see with his ability as a shot stopper. Um, Peyton Jones, you know, I... I agree you know he probably will uh, want a couple of those goals back um uh, I, I, sorry talking more even about the dundee weekend there um I, I think he still has the ability i think he still has raw talent and i think we'll see a lot from him um but but wiss especially has has really surprised me and, and has looked really good um it's really really hard to come into a season and, and try and fill the boots that, that were left from from a team that did what last year's team did um and i'm not going to make any bold predictions this early on but i think we've come Fairly close to to matching that roster from
0: last year. Sorry, David, you were going to come in there with a comment.
2: Oh, well, it's,
1: oh, they were missing imports and blah blah. blah. I just blah, blah. <laughs> call, call them call them a wambulance. I you know you, you you play with the you play with the roster you've got in front of you. Jeff Mason came in short of imports with a load of young lads, and he, he's had 120 minutes of preseason training. Take it for what it is. This is building towards. All it is is about getting fitness and getting ice time and getting minutes and legs. And yes, it's great to win. And it's great to hear, you know, give me a bottle of card of tears any day of the week.
0: Drink <laughs> it all. Drink it down. Uh, I just like point out I have to but... stay
3: neutral on this.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course you do. Alan. Of course you do. Yes. You so, write for the, the um...
1: you write for the Belfast Telegraph.
0: I'm we like actually had Belfast this discussion at the weekend but, but it doesn't but the rules you, don't apply. There's if no you, other teammate.
1: You're if you're on this podcast talking about Belfast, writing to the Belfast Telegraph.
3: Sorry. Go
0: on, go on, Adam. Just a few I, I
3: had I had the conversation, this exact conversation with someone over the weekend, and they basically made really? exactly the same argument and I just <laughs> had to back down. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe maybe the neutrality is not quite as uh, quite as neutral as I like to make it out to be. Yeah. yeah, well,
1: si- you're, Simon well Kitchen. Simon Simon f- yes, yeah. uh, formerly of this Paris, and hopefully he'll he'll drop in as the season goes along, you know, well known for his neutrality on commentary, so <laughs> <laughs> let's not pretend Fair we're number. something we're not, you know. Nothing There's nothing I enjoy in
0: more in the season than seeing the comments it says about how he should be neutral as you're watching... It. A Belfast Giants commentator on a Belfast Giants in house uh, uh, webcast showing a Belfast Giants.
1: What do you call a guy? uh, I should know off the top of my head, Patty, and this is a disgrace. He does um, like Fox Sport Detroit, played D for the Wings for years. Mickey Redmond. um,
0: Mickey Redmond. Played for Peter Yeah,
1: And he's like, he's like, says, you know, maybe not quite to the go on, we but you know. There's no doubt when you're listening to the game, Next time you're, li- up! you're listening to Belfast people talking about a team they love and a city they love. So just be as be as partisan as you want. Absolutely. I'll take you um, up. Let's...
0: Another... I'll speak to your boss. Give me your <laughs> email. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's flip it ahead to the, uh, the the games that we just saw in the past weekend. And it was uh, the visit of... Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars to the SSE Arena as he returns to his old stomping ground with his new team, and they got beat nine four. Uh, then we went over to the IA, and the Giants took a five three victory uh, there again. Joel, another good showing from the Giants, another strong. You know, looks like these lines are gelling. Don't get me wrong, the actual. Um, CHL, which we'll come on to talk about, is a completely different kettle of fish. But what we're looking mm-hmm. here maybe is also beyond the CHL going into the new season.
2: Yeah. And I think you, you you look at another summer of great change for the Dundee Stars. Obviously, with with Omar Pasha moving on to, to Nottingham to go upstairs, and um, they lost players like Sebastian Banksin, they lost Charlie Combs, uh, Desjardins, Latin, and a lot of a lot of decent players. Connor Sills as well has gone from Dundee, so there's going to be that period of turnover. You're you're not going to be up to speed with a, with a, a brand new head coach taking his first head coaching role. As much as I absolutely love Mason, and I think that he will make a success of himself in in the coaching sphere. Um, it's no great surprise to me that, that the Giants absolutely mowed them down um, in an absolute goal fest on, on that first game in, in Belfast uh, the writing was kind of on the wall from the start right I mean within what was it 12 minutes we had pumped four goals in and the game was kind of dead from that um, I think the best of Dundee is still to come it's going to take some time Um I also don't think in preseason, whenever we run up go- uh, scores like that, that you can look too far onto the scoreboard here. Um, I mean, it's uh, that game was, was a little bit loosey-goosey, a little bit chaotic. Um, Scott Conway in the first period of a preseason game brought himself to within assist of a Gordie Howe with a goal on a fight, uh, which you absolutely yeah. love to see. I would like to dedicate the rest of this show to talking about Scott Conway fighting in the first period of a <laughs> preseason game. It was very it was very surprisingly vicious, that that encounter in Belfast. I didn't really know why um, but both of those sides really really set into each other and if we play them as much as we played them in previous years I can't wait
0: Adam your thoughts on the weekend
3: I was very worried for my word count on the Saturday <laughs> night because yeah. I was thinking after that opening 12 minutes that I was going to have to ask for about a 2000 word extension if that kept going um, yeah just no control in that uh, in that Saturday game. I mean, both sides just seemed to be playing very run and gun, and Dundee just flat out—they just couldn't cope with the Giants. And that—that's courtesy of the fact that the Giants had two extra preseason games before Dundee played. And I think you, they probably caught Dundee a little bit flat-footed just because it was their first game. But equally, you've got to give credit to the Giants. Like those lines, which I imagine we are going to see continue going forward, I would reckon that they were gelling pretty well. They were really clicking. I love that second line. I think David Bear has fitted in seamlessly with Coops and Laker. I think there's a real chemistry there already. And I think I think it's really interesting actually that um, Laker has moved to centre. I know he's played there before, but obviously so much success last season on the left wing with dogs in the middle but to then shift him inside and put Gilbert on the left wing, which is where he said he wanted to play before the season began. That's a bold move from Kiefer because you are shifting something that worked last season and was proven to work in order to try something else. So to have that immediate payoff in a preseason game, I think is huge for him and massive for the confidence of that line going forward. Um, Again, yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, stick with what Joel was saying. I think Peyton will probably want a couple of those goals back. Um, Semyonov's first one and uh, Reinhardt, I think, just a little bit of a loose rebound on the power play. But you know what? Whenever you put up nine goals in a game, I don't think you can really complain. They just need to tighten up a wee bit defensively. And we saw that on the Sunday as well. Just, you know, a couple of great A chances that, Dundee got a couple one-on-ones uh, that wiss had to deal with, and there was even one that was called offside where it would have been a one-on-one as well. So that's probably the biggest takeaway that I would have from the weekend, just sharpening up that wee bit more defensively. You know, It wasn't necessarily a terrible defensive performance. Just, I, I just feel like there was a little bit of disconnect, and again, that's early in the season, just trying to learn the systems. Sharpening up the, Andy,
0: those aspects is exactly about the... what it's about, Dave, isn't it? Sorry, Joel was just going sorry. to go there, Paddy. Sorry, no,
2: no, sorry, sorry. Um, I was just, I, I was going to sort of key you, you both up to be honest as well. We talked there about sort of how well the team had gel, but we haven't mentioned just how well Derek Angeli, uh, dropped into what was he right wing on the on the top line, um, and just didn't look out of place. And I know Adam, we we sat beside each other most weekends and we talked about the fact that, um, he, you know, you you were saying he has been in training camp, he's been here, and my phone in work is ringing, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, excuse that. Um, but yeah, Jelly, Paddy, or Davey, um, right in and, and just didn't skip a beat.
1: Yeah, and look, we went to, we obviously moved past Saturday night, night and night, night, and we talked about Mace saying, you know, shorting imports, short a lot of young lads. So it was, it was good to, to test ourselves. Ice time spread about well, face-offs, good in the face-off circle, I think 55, 56, 57% or something like that. And we always talk about possession being Nine tenths of law. We've been a puck possession team for a lot of years in the Belfast Giants. If you've got the puck, you're hard to beat. And uh, you, know, you talk about, about Laker going into the circle there as well, Adam, and, and you talk about. Chemistry there with them, but the, the chemistry that Laker and Coops, I guess, from last year, that's the carryover. Anybody should be able to step in that line. And t- t- don't take me—I thought Jill Bird did really, really well down in Cardiff. I think we've now two, three, four good turnovers in behind an Eddie. He'll go in there to that dirty zone as well. You know what Coops will do—reversing into the blue paint there. So Laker power played a lot on the our quarterback a lot on the power play over the weekend because there was an insane amount of penalties for uh, for what was ultimately exhibition games. And it's good to see that a low four exhibition games have been paired with a wee bit of spice in them and you're going to need that over the course of the season. So all good things.
0: One last question just before we move on from this and, and let Adam go and enjoy his neutral night. Um, you know, Balance balance in the team and balance of what we saw we've talked about you know the fact that 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 these lines seem to be gelling well and that they seem to be you were trying to work this sharpness back into their game but you know Adam I'll start with you you know does the balance seem there on this side?
3: Well I think you've definitely got your two scoring lines which are uh, Conway, Goodwin and and Angeli. and it was interesting actually just to take on that Angeli point um, I was chatting to David Goodwin at practice this morning and I was asking him what's the difference between JJ and Derek and he was saying, you know, JJ was a guy who was really good at holding on to the puck. He was really good at, you know, making sure that there was space for myself and Scott. But Derek is more of a shooter and he'll probably go into the slot quite a bit more and try and uh, fashion chances from there. So there is going to be that little bit of a betting in period, but I think, Similarly to the second line, I think just once they get more games under their belt, they'll know each other a bit more, and we know that Angeli can score. You've seen his stats in the in the East Coast last year. What was it? Thirty-two goals when you include playoff games. Like he knows the way to the net. So um, that line plus the the Cooper uh, Gilbert Lake line, I think, are your scoring lines. And then you look at a line with uh, Steve Irie, Tyler Soit, who I. I haven't mentioned so far, but I think he's really kicked back in into life this season. Like for a guy who didn't have the best start last season due to events out of his control, you know, he he gets hit in that early game and just then takes a bit of time to get started really. You know, for him to come back in and start the way I feel he has in preseason, I've been really impressed with him. And you add Butcher into that line, I see Matthew Patton making the point there, you know, Butcher with a great snipe, off that Coop's reverse speed. That was probably one of the goals, if not the goal of preseason. just the way they put that together. So I think one of the things that you have in this team is you've got a lot of versatility in that you can move guys up. You saw Steve Irie playing on that top line in the first weekend. So you've got him to move up if you need him to start scoring. you could Kieran Long, who scored three goals in four games from the fourth line. You know, someone who I think is potentially someone who you could plug and play. Colby McCauley, I thought had a solid start as well. And Sean Norris, like for a two-way guy who is only signed, I think it was, was the week before training camp. You know, I thought he was superb the first four games for all the ice time he got. Mm -hmm. So I'll credit to that. So I think the forwards, there certainly is a bit of balance. You've got that grinding line on the third line that I think can really wear teams down. And look, the skating is definitely the, the strength of this team. I, I think they're going to outscale a lot of teams with a lot of possession, like David was saying.
0: And Davey, your thoughts on the balance of the team from this preseason as we head you, into the Championship? You year? know,
1: Patty, I've been uh, an advocate for years and years and years. We used to talk every preseason. I remember going back 15 years, mate, about having a big import D core. And I, I love the fact that we've gone with six import D, um, good strength in our net minding, and then you know, you've already rhymed off the, the sort of the lines, the way they have been lined up there. They've, they've had the opportunity to get a lot of ice time. They've scored a lot of goals. Um, I like a big physical player and we've talked about David Chilber there going in behind the net and, and winning those puck battles to get to get goals. So, like, it's very early. It's very early. You know, we've had four exhibition games. So, I'll, I'll re- reserve, I'll keep a powder dry on on the balance of the team for now, but I love that we've gone with the six input port day. I'm a big fan of that.
0: Absolutely, well listen, we're going to move it on from there Adam, thank you very much for your time hopefully we'll see you again as the season goes on you'll come and join us and give us your uh, your neutral view on the Belfast Giants <laughs> ne-
3: neutral, Neutral-ish neutral let's say that <laughs> thanks very much guys, R- really appreciate the invite
0: Cheers, Gumbel. Have a good time mate, take care Right, time to move it on, gents. And, um, well, it comes as no surprise. We've been talking a bit. I'll put a bit of music on, actually. I've got the soundboard working. It's time time for the uh, the Champions Hockey League. (laughs) The, uh, The Champions Hockey League is upon us starting this weekend with a trip to the Czech Republic, and then the Swiss come and visit us here in Belfast um this will be covered on free sports and also the uh, we decided that we saw a new name to the uh, the, the premier sports family <clears throat> uh, what a man who's been on this show many many times the all-time top point scorer, top goal scorer, and every other bloody record for the last chance colin shields how are you there he is
2: there he is greatest of hi all guys. time man
4: hi <laughs> hey guys
5: thanks
4: for having how you doing tonight. yeah very well how yeah. are you guys
0: all good my friend so you're um, you're you're moving to television.
4: Yeah, they saw an earlier uh, interview I had on your show and said that um, <laughs> it's a logical
0: step. You, you joke, but that's step. how Neil Russell step- got the gig.
4: Well, yeah, that's how Neil dream. Russell got you the to gig. That's say so, so <laughs> stepping zone to the, from you guys right to Premier Sports, but uh, yeah, no, I approached uh, this summer about joining the team and um, was more than happy to. I did a couple of games before. Um, on Premier Sports uh, for Friendship 4 and then also uh, uh, some Champions League and, and um, so yeah I'm excited to join the, the team and looking forward to just kind of see where it goes this year
0: And will this be a, a game by game you'll be part of the team every game or is it just when you're required?
4: Um, yeah well I've got the, the Giants champion League games so far so uh, that's a good place to start and a couple other ones lined up so uh, I think as you saw with the games they've announced so far um, just kinda see how things go and then and then we'll go from there.
1: Are you looking forward to it? Is it something you enjoy doing when you you know, I know you you did some Giants T V, did you do you might have did the Friendship Four one year as well, didn't you?
4: Yeah, I did the Friendship Four, I think, one year when I was injured, uh Murph and I did that and it was a, good, a lot of good fun and um as you said I did some Giants T V games with uh Simon and uh I think I did one with Mace where Mace is a play-by-play guy, which was challenging for us both. Uh, Simon and <laughs> I like, are, are uh, very good at their job, and then he can bounce off those guys easy. And I'm sure Mace is just as nervous as I was. So, but uh, but no, it's exciting. I like it's good to get back into the game a little bit. And when I retired, I wasn't really sure where my place maybe in the game was after retirement. And um, I think this is kind of a nice spot for me because uh, I'm kind of enjoying what I'm doing away from hockey right now. And I think this is a nice way to stay connected with the game um, and also close to home.
2: Shed, you mentioned there, uh, you know, enjoying your time away from hockey and and it's in your nature. Uh, We've talked about this before on the show. You're always going to keep that competitive edge. You're always going to keep pushing. And we've seen that in business. We've seen that on the golf course. So how are things at TPF? How's everything at the gym? And uh, also how was your summer on the course?
4: Yeah, things are going well. Um, business is, is trucking along and, um, you know, same as before. And we've recovered well after a tough probably two, year and a half, two years, like everybody in any business. Um, but uh, yeah, things are going back on the up and we're really cruising along nicely. And uh, the golf game's also back on the up and the handicap's moving in the right direction. So um, just in time for winter. So so now we can get a little bit of a break after a, bit of a stressful few months on the course.
0: I think Joe wanted to follow. And, uh, frozen. Uh, Go uh, ahead.
2: Am I? Am I here? Can you hear me?
0: You are back again, mate. You are back.
2: Hello. Sorry, boys. Yep, uh, right. it's, that's not hospitality, Ulster internet. Um, Sheds. It would be remiss of us, and and maybe Paddy makes uh, planned to do this, but we can't have you on the show and and not invite you to to say a word or two about uh, obviously Jim Gillespie and, and the sad loss of of the former Giants owner uh, this summer.
4: Yeah, with Jim, uh, known Jim for a long time, and. Their family and very close to John and Laura um, over the last 10, 15 years. And um, Jim is a massive part of the team and uh, sort of saved the team from the deaths. I'm sure this has been discussed, but um, when I first came over in 2005, he was kind of around a little bit more and didn't really, I think as a young guy, you don't really understand kind of what's going on at that point. Um, and it wasn't really till later in 2008 when I returned, you could kind of see how impactful he was. Um, Of course, there's a lot of other people behind the scenes to sort of bring the Giants back to, or bring the Giants to what it should have been, um, I think, after quite a few lean years. So um, the impact he had on the team both on and off the ice, he really created a family atmosphere and he really cared about uh, making the guys understand what it was to be a Belfast Giant. I think that was something that was instilled in us early on. And especially when I came back, as I said, that I knew I wanted to be here for a long time. and you can really see that, uh, that family environment and the, and the care and passion that Jim had for not only the giants, but for the community here and, and all the fans. And it's a real sad time for him, for the family. And, um, but I think you can see that the game so far uh, a couple weeks ago and, and also this season, I think you'll see the support and appreciation everyone has for, for what he did.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing impact that he had on organization, on all of us in, in, in that respect. Um, Bridget, briefly, coming back to the golf, you played the strand course the day before me on uh, with Byron McKenzie, Craig Peacock, and... <laughs> Who was, um, Who
4: was uh, uh, Lewis. Oh, my goodness. He's a golf pro. but he, He's a golf pro in Scotland. Lewis, he's actually a Okay. Yeah. What did you don't shoot? Put the, don't put this cup on there. Well, the, so the four, so we played a four-round uh, event, and it was Craig Peacock and myself against Byron McKenzie and Lewis. And last year at the inaugural event, Craig and I won in a sudden death playoff in, on the oh, island wow. of Aaron. So that was uh, interesting. So we won the four four rounds. We won in the playoff, Craig and I. So this was the second round, our second year. And uh, Craig and I went 3-0 and oh in the first two first three, obviously, matches. Two at Clandeboy, one at Port Strip. And then the fourth one, we played an individual uh, stable for competition where uh, there's a lot of golf balls donated to the – <laughs> to, the, to, the, <laughs> to the golf course. The boys were we had a couple of nights out prior to that and uh that was sort of the third day and the boys were hurting. it was an eight AM tee off time on Monday morning porch shirt, so there was a, a lot lesson. of uh nah. that
0: know. that's that strand course took a lot of money out of me that next day mm-hmm. when I played it. It was uh, uh it's cracking it, cracking course. It's a stunner, of course, but it, it takes a it takes a lot. The um, but what? If, so back to the hockey. Obviously, this weekend we have these first games in the Champions Hockey League, and uh, you you no doubt you're doing your research into these teams, and you you know about the Belfast Giants. What are your thoughts coming into this weekend for the Belfast Giants, given the preseason that we've just had?
4: Yeah, as you guys were saying before, I think after a great preseason, a lot of a lot of new players, but I think probably more returnees than I think anyone was expecting after such a. Successful year last year, and um, got a lot of guys had a lot of great personal seasons as well. I think everyone maybe thought a lot of more players would move on, but definitely lost a lot of key pieces, including uh Beskawani. But uh, you know, Adam and the rest of the staff have done a great job replacing those pieces with some other great talent and a lot more younger players. Again, as you can see, the league and hockey in general is just going a bit younger, and um, so I think they've done a great job for that. And and from what I saw and heard about the exhibition games the friendlies. Um, we've got another great fast team physical team maybe a little bit more physical than last year um so I think you're probably expect to see that going into the Champions League I think the last time uh pre-pandemic when the Giants played there I think uh you saw the physical style you know kind of upset teams a little bit so you look to probably continue with that and maybe try to match the pace of play with the other teams but also uh you know possibly you may not match the pace of play of some of those teams let me rephrase that but Also, you'd be trying to use the physical play to sort of counteract that and uh and just try and play a solid team game because I don't think these teams are, of course, at another level. These leagues are, you know, you know, another level from the elite league. So, I think you know, to try and go back and forth, run and gun with those teams, I think it wouldn't be a good idea. So, I think you know, a, a smart team game playing physical and uh, you know, attention to details, especially on the defensive side of the puck, uh, and just sort of wait for your opportunities. I don't think you can sort of you know you want to go out them with a the physical play, but I don't think you want to try and go back and forth in a, in a run and gun game
2: sheds you've been involved and absolutely no pun intended but you've been involved in a few giant killings throughout your career you know in a gb shirt and um, and in your club career as well um do you know you, you sort of touched on it there and i know that our head coach is waiting in the wings so i'll choose my words but um what's what's the realistic expectations of the belfast giants in the champions hockey league this year you know you're obviously you're off to and i'm, I'm mispronouncing it but otzelari trin whatever um Czech extra league of champions <laughs> whatever pack-to-pack. you know it's, it's a really it's a really good league um
4: <laughs> um, what, what do
2: you think the realistic expectations are
4: yeah i mean i think you're trying to just sort of give yourself an opportunity to, to win every game i mean you're not going in there i'm sure that the adam and the coaching staff have maybe a number of games or uh, opportunities where they see a better opportunity to win certain games than others but i just think you don't want to go out there and lose the game yourself whether it's by taking bad penalties or or mistakes on the defensive yeah. side of the puck or or maybe cheating offensively that's going to give away easy goals because uh you know as we saw last time a few years ago these these teams are deadly and they're, and they're very skilled and they play very fast games and when they get an opportunity to score uh they don't make mistakes so i think not uh not putting yourself in situations to, to give up easy goals uh but i mean you'll be looking to win every game to to give yourself an opportunity to win i mean it's it's hockey and it's very cliche but on the night, any team can win. And if, if you get good goaltending yeah. and, and you're good on special teams, you'll be right in the mix.
0: Well, obviously the uh obviously we got the uh the, the poster there from from free sports about all the Belfast Giants games being covered by Free Sports as they take part in the uh in the CHL. Uh and then obviously Premier Sports as well, and all the games have been covered in there, and you've been named as part of the team this season for Premier Sports. One last question for you, Sheds, is uh do you have a pronunciation guide for the C H L? Are you um have you been practicing in front of the mirror?
5: <laughs>
4: well, I've been the, I've been just starting my research already, and uh, but Murph does such a great job. Last time um, when we did some stuff with Murph, he, he's right on the ball. But uh, yeah, I've started a little bit of work, and um, but the funny story was when we were uh, Simon Kitchen and I did I think the Spangler Cup or Champions League. There was a couple of tough names in there. And I remember, you know, Simon was doing his thing. Oh, great chance down the wing. And what a save by, uh, you know, whoever it was. What a save by Owen. And what do you think there? And I remember just going, yeah, it was a great... And I looked at my sheet and I could just see the pronunciation of the name. And I was like, oh, the speed down the wing by... Number nine there in a great shot. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I just like, there's no the chance I'm trying to pronounce this, but uh, yeah, a little bit different. Think, it's a classic. Uh, I'll, I'll be making sure to do my homework. and uh, But as I say, Murph does a great job and, and there's a reasons he's on there and there's reasons There's so many games that uh, we'll be making sure we uh, give the fans what they deserve and, and enjoy, so we hope, enjoy the presentation.
0: Fantastic. Well, listen, mate, good luck on the television. No doubt you'll smash it as you always do. And, uh, you know, enjoy the uh, the Champions Hockey League and the Premier Sports games as they go forward. And no doubt we'll chat to you later in the season as that goes on.
4: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate
0: it. Big nice, thanks to, to Colin Shields for joining us on that. Yes, those games are all on Premier Sports. And, well, sorry, the CHL <coughs> games are all on Free Sports starting uh, this Friday, of course, and then the home game on sunday uh and then as i also said the premier sports will be covering the elite ice hockey league as the season goes on there have been 10 games 10 live games announced already and no doubt more to come um right let's talk to the main man the belfast chance roster has been put together we are on the, on the eve of the, uh, the verge of the uh, the champions hockey league no doubt the excitement is building in the room so we'll talk to the man in charge please welcome back to your views from the bridge the head coach of your belfast giants mr adam Keefe. how are you doing coach
5: Not bad. how are you guys
0: even coach. coach really well let's um first of all we'll start with jim gillespie as we've been as we've been asking questions are obviously really sad and we've talked about the indelible mark that he's left on our organization and, uh, and a man that you knew very well as well
5: yeah i think Right from day one, uh, I was actually listening backstage there. and as Chazi said, I think, um, you know his his stamp on this team has has lasted the test of time and and has created a culture that just kind of continues to grow year on year. And that's helped by you know, obviously having Laura small around the room and and around the players and or just around the team in general just to kind of continue that that culture. Um, and I think that that will last forever. That's kind of what we are. It's what we're about here in Belfast. And um, it's great that we can kind of bring that right back to you know the likes of, of Jim.
0: Uh, we said earlier in the show, and we'll move it we said earlier in the show that the, uh, you know, the, the culture that he brought and the, the, how he molded the team has led to multiple successes. It's, it's, we are a successful club, and one of the successes allows us to go back into the Champions Hockey League in just a few days' time, how, given the build-up and preseason, how happy are you of what you saw over the last couple of weekends?
5: Yeah, they're two two very different weekends. Um, you know, your first weekend against the Cardiff Devils, who who obviously have become quite a rival of ours, and um, it was nice to see them. Albeit they were short a few players, um, but you know if I was to narrow it down and look at just our performance. I was very happy with our performance. I know, only giving up a goal in each game. Um, you know, that's that's more what we're looking to, to do here in Belfast. Um, and then you take a step to our new rival in Dundee uh, this past <laughs> week. And I think, um, you know, I, I liked what I saw offensively, and this, especially the second game I felt like, Possession through the first 40 minutes is, is what we want. Um, going into the third PFL, we were just loose maybe because of that possession. And a bit loose defensively. So, I mean, not quite, we didn't hold our structure long enough. Um, but, you know, I've seen a lot of good things from both weekends combined. And then I think, you know, the excitement about to start building here. Um, for the Champions League and, and you know, we're as ready as we're going to be and I think we're excited for it as well.
1: Coach, I don't know whether you were on when we were talking about the, the balance on the team there about 10 minutes ago or, and I'd said about it, you know, really love that we've gone with 6 m 4 Is that with a, a view to the Champions Hockey League or is that something you'll maybe carry in the IHL?
5: Well, I think options is a good thing to have and right now we've got a lot of different looks for the lineup. Um, you know, a, a lot of different things could come into play over in the next couple weeks in terms of injuries, uh, performances, and, and which way the lineup stacks for when we get back to the elite league. Um, but I do like the, the ability that we do have to change the lineup, uh, to have different looks, whether it's six and four D or five. Um, you know, we were really planning on having six and four D. Um, and Lewis hooked to come back as well. But, you know, the, those plans change. But, you know, we felt that with the injuries we had last year, um, we don't want to see a game go by this year where we're playing down imports or down bodies. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of what, why we decided to bring in the imports that we did.
1: And, and one thing Shades was kind of talking about there as well was, you know, we're going into the Champions Hockey League and, okay, my expectations are probably six wins. Are probably, a little, you know, that's going to be hard to manage that expectation. But, you know, the last time, or oh, what do you call the team who played in the first game the last time? Oh,
0: jeez.
1: The Brecht? yes. They came in maybe a wee bit expecting a bit of an easier night and we came at them. A bit of shock and all in those first couple of games. Have you plans? Well, obviously, everybody around Europe will be watching this podcast. Don't give away your plans too much. But um, plans <laughs> for those first couple of games?
5: Well, we certainly want to play our style of hockey, which is fast, physical, and aggressive. And, um, you know, we're focused on that exactly. You know, and, and I think that you know something we discussed today at practice was if we do the things that we want to do well, we're going to be in every game. And, you know, if, we, if we're too loose defensively, we're probably going to find ourselves out of games pretty early on, you know, and then that's that's the challenge. The challenge is is to put together a full sixty and make sure that we're competing in these games. And um, I, I was listening earlier, and as Shed said that you know, once you're in the game, you're in the game, and you know anything can happen. You know, we find some scoring, uh, power plays, you know, special teams would be huge in it as well. So discipline's going to be big. Um, but you know, we're looking to go in and and Uh, play our game, play our style, and and frustrate these teams. I think that we have the capability to do that. Um, We just need to bring it all together here uh, this weekend.
2: Coach, a lot is made of uh, of the difference in styles between sort of uh, Central Europe and, and the EI being predominantly populated by North American imports. Uh, does the preparation for a game against a sort of more skill based, maybe less uh, physical team, does it look any different? Uh, do you have kind of tape on on Ocelari? And I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, um, but but does that game day prep or, or the game plan itself? Does that change depending on, on the fact that you're playing these kind of skill teams?
5: I won't say the name because I don't know it myself but uh,
2: <laughs> the check team
5: yeah i've I've been watching footage of them and and uh, you know building a, a little prep uh, video session for the players When we get over there, I think that it, you know it's important that it's fresh in the mind um, you know right now we're essentially in our third week of training camp you know the focus is on us not so much what what they're gonna do. Um, we know what we need to do well to to compete and we're going to continue to work on those things uh, this week in practice and talk about them. Um, And then obviously there'll be a a few small adjustments before the game based on what we see and how we feel we should make uh, some adjustments going against that team. Uh,
2: And just a a quick follow-up, you know, we talked about the makeup of the team this year and, and the kind of the guys that have come in and the guys that we've lost. Um, you know, you, you can always a uh, team dynamic is, is sort of a holistic thing. But the only real like for like replacement on the team is the goaltender. Uh, we lost a, a hell of a goaltender in Tyler Beskarawani, who's decided to hang them up. Um, I, For my money anyway, I think we're going to see some really, really great stuff from Peyton Jones. And I, I really like his, his attitude and his background. Um, how did those conversations came about? How, come about? Sorry, how, how did Peyton Jones end up on your radar?
5: uh we're spoken speaking to a number of different goalies throughout the summer and 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 peyton was one of them uh obviously the connection between peyton and david goodwin um was important for us as well uh you know speaking to his his college coaches they uh, everybody seemed to have really positive things to say about peyton including david goodwin and um you know that's important to us you know coming from a guy like goody and and he understands what it takes to win here in Belfast, what it takes to be a Belfast general. So those things were important. Um, obviously, uh, Peyton's a good size. Uh, he's an athletic goalie. He works hard. He's a professional. And those are all things that we want here in Belfast. Um, you know, With the loss of Besco, obviously we are losing a very uh, talented guy, arguably one of the best in this league ever. So I think... Uh, you know, it, it's obviously a big hole and big shoes to fill for everybody, but you know that the performance falls on the team, um, not just Peyton, not just Jackson. Uh, the goalies, you know, it, everybody's got to perform on the night and, and and make it their job easy. And I thought I thought last season, if we're going to look back, um, our team did a pretty good job of that for the goaltending for the goalies. Not to say that the goalies didn't do a great job because they did. They absolutely. Uh, made the saves at the right time and and kept us in games. Um, But, you know, over the course of the season, I thought our work defensively throughout the year was was fantastic. And and we need to do that again this season. One, uh, to set up our goalies for success and and, two, to set us up for success
0: the european game and the european aspect of this is, i find very interesting because you go back to obviously the last time we played davos back in 2003 and we the belfast giants took a win in a very different landscape but you know going back to you know, and the continental cup games that we've had and then our last foray into the um i was not landshut joel and we're laughing the no, uh, <laughs> i i was i don't remember being there um but the and then we go into our last our, our last foray into the champions hockey league going to sweden and then the, back to Czech republic and, uh, and to Germany, you know, as a, as a player and a coach, you look at these games. You know, you, you we'll play Dundee a thousand times, and we'll play Nottingham, and we'll play. Uh, we'll go to Cardiff. How much? How exciting are these games to go into Europe for for you as a coach now?
5: Well, as a player, I absolutely love the Continental Cup. I thought it was a a great you know tournament away. You almost feel like you're a kid again going away on a tournament, and mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a great team building experience and and a very competitive tournament. Uh, and then as a coach going into the Champions League, I mean, you, they do it right. And the Champions League has done it right. It's a very professional tournament. Um, you feel like there's something bigger on the line. I think that we saw that with that that performance against Liberts and Augsburg in the first weekend uh, with that mm-hmm. excitement in the SSE arena. Uh, you felt that from the fan base. You felt that from the team. Um, and I'm looking forward to that again, and I, I want that that excitement to continue to build here throughout this week for this team.
0: And obviously, you know, we, your eyes aren't on the the Challenge Cup and 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 the league at this point. You're no doubt focused, but from what you see from this team, you're happy with what you got going into that.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we certainly have the pieces to have success. Uh, it's still very early, so you, you don't know exactly where guys are going to stack up in the lineup, uh, where the lines will end up. But, um, you know, we're, we're looking for consistency right now and trying to find guys that are con- going to consistently give us, uh, their best, you know, night in, night, out. obviously not, not possible to have everybody's best every night, but, um, you know, we're looking to find that consistency right now and, and looking to, to ultimately kind of click defensively. I think that once we do that, I think we'll take off offensively. And uh, you've already started to see um, some of the possession game come into the last two weeks where we, we were controlling some of the game and, and starting to make things happen offensively in the zone. And, you know, I think we're just going to continue to build on that as we get going. Um, but for me, like I said, the main focus is, is making sure that, that we have things tight on the back end.
0: Before I pass over, Dave, I have one last question. How strange was it to see Jeff Mason on the opposite bench? <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, very different. Uh, obviously, you know, he, he is one of the guys that's very, very, very tough, if not impossible, to replace here in the organization. For what he's done here, um, not just as a coach, but as a player and as a staff member throughout your whole organization. Uh, Mace is definitely missed. Uh, he's missed by the, the organization, you know, the players, myself, um, probably me who misses him the most because of what he did for, for me on the coaching side of things um, just as a friend as well, but a great opportunity for him to go and, and uh, finally tune his craft. And, and I know that, you know, he, Strongly got the coaching itch there. I think probably just before the pandemic, and then I know that uh, he spent a lot of the pandemic learning and, and uh, studying the game, and and you know what a great opportunity for him to go and, and and you know get that experience behind the bench. Coach, I know that no matter how successful a season
1: last season was, when it comes to the end of it, it's fatiguing. You're tired. We're we're tired as fans. So you need to break. And it was a very, very short break this year. albeit you probably didn't have a break. We have had a little bit of a break, but it's not. It's, it's getting exciting again. It's just days away. Like I just want to wish you all the very best for the season, but especially this weekend coming up, it's uh, it's an exciting time to be a Jet Belfast Giants fan again.
5: Yes, I appreciate that. It is certainly was a short summer, and I think that <laughs> the days cooked away. But now, once you get back into it, uh, we're right back there, and you know the goal remains the same you know we left we left one on the on the table last year and we don't want to be doing that again this year so um but it's, it starts in training camp it starts right now um we're already putting those pieces in place and and, and trying to add little building blocks here as we go and it, that part is exciting just to watch the new guys come in and fit in with with the returning players um so far so good uh, and you know, what a returning core we did end up getting back as well to, to kind of help that culture along and I think that that has been a massive help to myself and the team obviously
0: yeah well thanks for your time coach good luck this weekend and no doubt we'll speak to you again as the season goes on
5: no problem guys have a good one cheers coach, coach good luck
0: big thanks to Adam Keefe once again the for goal his time remains the, the same boys the goal remains the, <laughs> the same, goal remains Absolutely. The same. Get that on the side. Uh... <laughs> uh, I'm going to put the Champions Hockey League on. The, the Champions League music on again. I quite like it. <laughs> yeah, let's go.
2: <laughs> it's
0: go time, boys. <laughs> we are, uh, of course... Come
2: on.
0: We're, of course, in... Of course, Belfast have to be in Group H. Um, <laughs> Belfast tends... <laughs> The Belfast Giants uh, will take it's, on it's, the opposition. It's after ten film.
1: o'clock, so we're after the watershed. Just don't—you don't have to start getting on like an arsehole. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do. Um, All right, fair I, I quite—I quite like it. Uh, uh, you both—you
2: so... both, both bigger and set to the the Champions League music is. As...
0: <laughs> <laughs> the champion. The champion. The champion. <laughs> uh, uh, we have we have opposition from the Czech Republic opposition from the uh, from S- uh, Sweden hitchy Davos from Switzerland and and uh, of course the Belfast Giants in that group the two games this weekend that will take place the Giants will travel to the work arena in oh God how do you say this Olary Trinek? I, I feel really disrespectful easier. because I should have put. A, I was on that time, but like it's not as if that you know their podcast are are, are mispronouncing our name. But uh, yeah, sorry. I, I heard an David?
2: audio recording. Is there one? Go ahead, David. What? Uh,
0: you you but, pronounce it. No, sorry.
1: This is the, I have no idea what's going on. I, I just it's, it's in the Czech Republic It's just enough. That's you know that's
0: fine. Okay, go on, Joe.
2: I was going to say, I heard an audio recording from uh, from Luke from the league uh, okay. at the weekend there saying the actual... Uh, oh, he's good at the
1: Czech Republic ones.
2: Yeah, he but there, it just rest assured that it, it's absolutely nothing like what your best guess is, because uh, I can't even remember good. all of the well, we, signs that come out of them, so... Uh, I, I've been going I'll pick with it up from whatever listening.
0: Murph says on Friday. And we'll, this we'll, we'll David,
2: David Gilbert will be called Davy Gilbert, like a Davey West Gilbert. Belfast taxi driver. It's also Larry Trenick.
0: <laughs> also, I try, but it's like David like Davy Gilbert. It'd be like it be like Simon Lambert, the guy I play, used to play for the Giants. <laughs> Simon Lambert, just, just the way it is. Um, <laughs> but yes, we take a, we take on our Czech opposition on Friday at four pm from the Work Arena, and that will be on Free Sports. And then the Champions Hockey League returns to the SSE Arena in Belfast when the Belfast Giants uh, once again go against. HC Davos, uh, 3.30 on Sunday. And that is also in free sports. Davey, of course, the last time these two sides met, the Belfast Giants were victorious.
1: Last time these two teams met, I had black hair and you had a comb over. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it's it was a while ago. Let's man. be honest, it was a while ago. But, you know, great memories from back then. And I wasn't it's, even born. <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> <The> chance, Actually? <laughs> No, he's was, a chancer. I was yeah. very, very bored. But, um, you
1: know, we, we're we very lucky. This 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 team, this club, uh, uh, and this era gets to write a new chapter in its history. We write a chapter every year, but what an exciting chapter, right? To be at the very top table of European hockey. And it's been hard fought and, you know, still champions since, what, 20... What? How long have we been, been champions now? Years and years
0: 2019.
1: Now. 2019. So, you know, we've earned our place at the top table. and. You know if you get a chance to dine at the top table, eat everything you can while you're there.
0: You're hey, here, I think the, I really enjoyed the game The you know, the game in Augsburg when I went over and the game that, against Augsburg in, in Belfast. Are you going, going, going to any of these ones? Sadly, not. We've got a kitchen to pay for. So,
2: just a, so, unfortunately,
0: if,
1: <laughs> if, if I told you, Paddy. go on. That we can go to Sweden for one hundred twenty two quid return. Do you still not fancy it?
0: I absolutely do fancy that. That's an let's chat offline. Let's chat offline. Let's, off, let's chat offline. Why is it just you two? Off, <laughs> if you can get the,
1: if you can get the England mid, you can come for one hundred twenty two quid. Oh yeah, I always forgot about that. You
0: have got an extra. Yeah. Hop. See now, see yeah. now, I've got to open negotiations. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the uh, the 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 Champions Hockey League uh, is exciting for what it is. The We'll uh, no doubt these games will be fantastic. If you can get down to the SSE Arena on Sunday, listen, I don't need to tell you. Get yourself down there. You will enjoy what you see and shout for your Belfast Giants against HE Davos. The chance to see a side of that caliber is all too rare. Um, any other business, please?
2: Sorry. I, I, obviously, we, we haven't mentioned the tremendous job that Laura Small. Uh, Kiefer, uh, who's probably still watching, uh, along with uh, the, the the players, everybody around the arena, did for Ethan and Team McLean uh, at the There, it was a, a really, really. Beautiful, beautiful moment to see uh, Ethan uh, live out his dream of, of being a Belfast Giant. Four goals on his debut and uh, took, them, took them all in his stride. Um, it, it was just a really touching, lovely moment. And Ethan and, and the family have, have been around our, our community now for, for quite a few years. And, and everybody knows the story very well. And, and obviously, it's it's sadly something that, that is developing and because of the nature of, of Ethan's illness. So what a, what a special thing for everybody to, to take time out to do and, and do very gladly as well. I think it put smiles on a lot of faces and did a lot for everyone um but but it was it was really really special to see um and, and just a tip of the cap to once again i mean we've talked about jim all night uh laura, laura small carrying on that uh that legacy day by day the stuff that you don't even see carrying on that tradition of of good work and, and of putting smiles on faces and of creating memories and and doing special things for deserving people and uh as long as smallsies there are doing that jim's alive and well in, in the belfast giants and uh yeah just great to see
0: a, a, a one time uh a one time Review from the Bridge player of the month sponsored by Photocab was Ethan McLean. Surely, surely. And uh showing on uh showing on uh Sunday or show Saturday exactly what he can do with the puck. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. And uh, I have only one quick thing. Last year's Rayner razor obviously went pretty well. Gonna be doing something this year. I need to actually talk to rainer before I put anything out in public there. We're gonna have a little tweak on it and we'll have a different um Northern Ireland based charity to go with it. So if you keep an eye on my Twitter, what is my Twitter? At, at
0: Davey under, underscore, underscore
1: McG. And right, on, no, at laughing. AVFTB, there'll be something coming up very, very soon because I want to get it going before the weekend, hopefully. So um, I need to talk to Simon Kitchen, Dolores the Rainer, put a few things in place. But there will be an opportunity for us to raise some money again this season for local charity. i love your support. I know it's a very, very difficult time for people with the... In, the current economic climate um and that is why we're going to try and do something hopefully for elderly people with this economic climate in in mind get money into people's Amazing. pockets so if you can afford just to give a few shackles out we'll be happy to redirect them to really good causes and um, have a bit of fun along the way so please support where you can
0: good man awesome. keep a view at avftb and at T V underscore mcg and we'll keep you to- up to date on the on the what that is when it gets put in place. Nice one, Davey. Uh, one last quick one from me. Just a uh, uh, quick quick thanks, obviously to Neil Whiteside for what is our new intro for here on the on our on our live streams. Wonderful. Uh, the man's a genius. He always is. He always does fantastic work. So we really appreciate that. Also, quick thanks to Sinead Doyle, who's moving on from the Belfast Giants for the, what she's done for helping with the view from the bridge over the last year, and uh, looking forward to working with Alexis Chantel and Tams Tom, Sam's, and, uh, Tams, and uh, um, Anne and Eve and all Eve. these guys. Behind, yeah. yeah, behind the scenes, the uh, as the season goes on. But a uh, big thanks to Sinead for what she's done in the in the last year. Um, and, yeah, the games, the Belfast Giants are back in competitive action. We're really looking forward to seeing it. The, uh, the Off to the Czech Republic, 4 p.m. The game is on Friday in the CHL. You'll see that on Free Sports with Murph, uh, Paul Eady, and, of course, uh, our own Colin Shields. Before travelling back, the game on Sunday, 3.30 p.m. at the SSE Arena, also on Free Sports against HC Davos. Big thanks to Colin Shields and to Adam McHenry, and, of course, the head coach Adam Keefe for their time. Uh, gentlemen, it's good to see you. Thank you,
2: boys. Good to be back.
0: Let's go. And, Let's go. Uh, yeah, you can get us the goal and, remains uh, the same. Uh, the goal remains the same. That's a great, great Let's line. Go. The, uh, at AVFTB on Twitter, kingdomofthegiants.com. You can get us on Facebook, uh, Instagram. and uh, I think that's about it, really. <laughs> you get us all your podcast providers on YouTube, on Twitter, and, of course, on Facebook for our live stream. Um, this is the first one of 30-odd boys, so strap yourselves in. Mm. It's another long season for the Belfast Giants, but that's what success brings. Um, and wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy the Champions Hockey League. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Bye. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.